Men, you're not invincible. Seriously, you really aren't. Let's talk about it. Here we go. You have reached the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. We'll be talking about going through things as men that we need to take care of. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, welcome back to another edition of the I'm Dealing With broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Today, we're going to be talking about a few things that men need to take care of, because after all, as the topic goes, you're not invincible. Men, I know we think we're Superman and we can handle a lot of things, but the truth of the matter is we are not invincible at all. We have a lot of things that we need to take care of as men. And I think we skip over a lot of stuff. You know, we jump through hoops and we do a lot of things. You know, uh, sometimes we get very little sleep. We don't exercise like we should. And, you know, we go to our jobs or maybe the, the things that we do, maybe via entrepreneurship, maybe you're a doctor, a lawyer, some type of professional, maybe you're, hey, you're a plumber, uh, maybe some type of installer. And uh, we do all these different things. And uh, it goes without saying that if we don't do some of the things that we need to take care of, it takes a toll on our body. And uh, it's a bad deal when it catches up to us. And then some of us, you know, let's just be honest, we're babies. <laughs> we are babies. Let something happen to us where, uh, you know, we get the flu, you start coughing and stuff. And I mean, let's just, let's just tell the truth. I know me. I know I like to get taken care of. I mean, I like to lay up and get weighted on hand and foot. And it's a beautiful thing, especially if you have that somebody to do that, someone to do that uh, for you. But, um, yeah, it, it's a bad deal when we don't take care of ourselves. And uh, here's a couple of things that we as men need to take care of, because, again, once again, we're not invincible. OK, so uh, one thing uh, that popped up that um excuse me, I was looking at that um, really hurts us as men, because, you know, many of us, many of us, and I'm talking about collectively, we like to have a good time. And sometimes in that good time, um, what happens is we get involved in a few things. And one of those things uh, is uh, dealing with alcohol, whether it's wine, champagne, beer, uh, maybe it's the harder liquor, you know, you're you're hitting that, you know, that NJ, you're drinking brandy, uh, you're drinking some of that whiskey, you know, straight and things of that sort. Um, the question is, is it friend or foe? That's the question. Is it friend or foe? Alcohol, friend or foe? Is it is it good for you? Is it bad for you? Well, um, there's a couple ways of thinking uh, with that. And I figure I'd go ahead and tackle this topic first, because this is uh, one for the ages. A lot of people talk about um, from all different types of environment and cultural environments. <clears throat> you can go over to Italy and, and Spain and a couple different places that you would go to out of town, out of state. And, and, you know, for them, I mean, waking up in the morning and having wine and crackers or cheese or whatever the case may be, it is a standard. It's like having coffee in the morning, you know? Um, but you know, um, for, for some of us, you know, for some of us, again, some of us, uh, completely abstain from any type of alcohol, uh, strictly, you know, for the fact that number one, not everybody believes it's good for you at all. 
type of uh, shape or form. Some people believe it's not good for you at all, especially when you're consuming too much, because I've known many that have died from, you know, some type of alcohol poisoning and or disease because of too much alcohol, because all they've done in their life, they've, you know, since the age of nine, some of them, you know, teenage years all the way through their adult years have just been consuming alcohol, whether it's whether it's beer or the, again, the hard liquors, just straight, 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 you know, and they just can't get away with it. And it's, it's and it's uh, turned into what is called alcoholism. And, you know, a lot of people that um, dive into that, it hurts them. I mean, it hurts them. It hurts their way of living, hurts their family life, their uh, their work. It just messes them up completely because they have no way of controlling it. And really, when you start battling and getting into that, it's really a disease. It's really something that doesn't benefit you. It is hurtful to you. Now, on the flip side of that, you know, there, there are many things that you can do. Like, for instance, I mean, even the Bible talks about, you know, having some wine for your stomach's sake, you know, especially when you have that upset stomach and stuff like that, that you can, you know, have a bottle of wine and or champagne and it actually, you know, coats and helps and relieves some of the issues that you go through. Now, uh, for many people now on the other side, uh, actually, there's all kinds of different sizes of this pie, right? Those that drink too much, those that don't have any at all. And then there's those somewhere, somewhere in the middle, somewhere where, you know, hey, they're, they're doing a luncheon, a power luncheon, and they might have a, you know, a quick cocktail, uh, you know, a margarita or maybe a Long Island iced tea with their meal or maybe a cl- couple glasses of wine. And the, the thing about that is when you're doing it uh, very sparingly and uh, it's not a bad thing, it's not it's not hurting you. It's not hurting you. But when you get into, you know, you start off sparingly, let's say I might have a, you know, a couple of uh, glasses of wine and then uh, you're talking to another bottle or another glass and another glass and you jump into champagne and stuff. You know, first of all, you have to know you. You have to know you and what you can handle and what you can and can't do. Because let me tell you, the worst thing you can ever do. Now, again, I'm just going to talk about this whole natural aspect of it is you go to some type of business meeting, business luncheon with a bunch of your execs, a bunch of your constituents and associates, and you're out having a good time and what have you. And you get too far in because I'm going to tell you. The real person, I'm just it's the truth. The real person usually comes out after they have had too much alcohol. That normally is the real person. They're always under this, uh, this shade, this umbrella and everything all throughout, you know, being in business until they go out when they drink too much, that real person comes out. And the worst thing you can ever do is get out into this atmosphere where you're with these other people and other constituents and you start drinking too much. And next thing you know, you're dancing on a table that man, I mean, that's just an example, but I, I've been to a, uh, a party a get together with uh, some of my constituents, president included the president of the company, you know, and, um, man, uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. They'll get simple get together with probably about uh, 25, 26 individuals. And yeah, they had some cocktails. You know, some people, you know, had beers, some other different things. 
And man, let me tell you, um, I would say right around sometime before nine o'clock, I said, you know what? It's time for me to go. Because here's what I noticed. I noticed that the real people starting to come out, really. And sometimes I would rather not know who you really are and, um, you know, see you from, you know, rose tinted glasses sometimes versus seeing you in all your glory, which becomes very embarrassing, which causes me to lose complete respect for you. So I decided right around somewhere between 845, nine o'clock to leave the gathering because it was getting real. And some of them were just going uh, ham. And I mean ham. I mean, talking about liquid courage. So, um, yeah, I had to go. So um, because there were some things that were starting to happen and I was just like, "Mm -mm, I don't want no part of it. And uh, yeah, I'm going home. (laughs) You got to know. I'm sorry. You just have to know. You have to know when to say when. And if you don't know you, um, you know, some people are happy, you know, making a you know what of themselves. Some, some people are happy doing that. Um, but then there, there are some people that are not, you know, and uh, who believe in, you know, making sure that they're always ab- above board and professional, uh, whether w- whether it's a business luncheon or even with their friends. You know, and the last thing you want is, you know, somebody to, ki- you know, you didn't have so much fun. And eh, eh, if you want to call it fun where somebody has to carry you home, carry you, you know, outside of the, the place, you know, put you in a car and pretty much have to take you home and tuck you in your bed because you have no control over yourself. Bad deal. And last but not least on that, understand that with the day and age of um, <laughs> social media, everyone has a recording device in their pocket. No longer do you have to worry if it's a DSLR or something like that, like when I'm running here, um, a huge camcorder. No, no, they don't even need that anymore. Now they they can see everything about you and what you're doing on a daily basis. And you could be on social media and nothing flat because someone is recording info. Think about all the things that have happened in the past few months with the riots and there's been deaths and attacks and protests and things of that sort. There's been a lot of things that are being posted and uploaded due to someone doing the wrong thing. Right. So um, with this whole thing, alcohol, friend or foe, it, it can be a friend to some. And it can be a foe to others. So you need to, as again, we're talking to men for the most part. You need to know you. Let's start with that. You need to know you and what you can handle. You need to, you need to know that. I'm not going to sit here and, and tell you what you can and what you can't do. But it starts with you. If you don't know you, uh, having any uh, form of alcohol can be a friend to you. Then in other aspects, it can hurt you so bad and mess up your whole livelihood if you don't know who you are and what you can handle. Okay, so that's my deal on that. So but that's something that we men need to handle and go through. Next topic. uh, Another thing that we need we need to um, address. We need to address this. Not sure how long we're going to be on this, but. We need to address the simple fact that in this dispensation of time, um, 
in the system that we're in, in the livelihood that we're in, in the economy we're in, in the simple fact that many people are losing jobs, they're losing homes, losing housing, getting evicted. This right here, this topic right here, is um, a big factor that uh, hurts many, let's start with men, with men in a big way. And that is depression, and which leads to the next one. Depression. I can't count how many times where, you know, I've even had to sit down and take an inventory of myself. Because when you, when you begin, it's one thing to look at the news and see what's going on. It's one thing to see what the economy is on the news and hearing about what's happening in another city, another state, another town, maybe even another country. However, but when it affects you personally, you have to sit down, look in that mirror and take an inventory of yourself and you have to decide whether you're going to sit in the mess that you're in or you're going to do something about it. And in this state, what happens is it leads you into a depressive, a depressive state, which is depression, leads you into a depressive state to where you are really trying to figure out what, where do I go? Some people, when they're in depression, it's woe is me. Where do I go from here? Um, I don't know if I'm going to get out of this. Maybe, uh, uh, you know, and we and we stay there and people will call and want to go somewhere. You don't want to go. You want to stand, you know, the four walls or you lock yourself in the room. You don't want to talk to anybody on the phone. You don't want to Skype. You don't want to Zoom. You don't want to FaceTime. And the truth of the matter is, it's because you're in a depressive state. It's called depression. You really are. And when you isolate yourself from people, now I do understand that there's a time for isolation. I, I get it. Um, especially when you're going through things, a lot of times you isolate your, yourself from people who are not good for you. I get that. You isolate for your people uh, from people who are negative. Ooh, ooh, yeah, I'm hitting stuff. I get that. It makes a lot of sense. But when you completely isolate your, yourself from people who are good for you, who can help you, who can encourage you, who actually pray for you, who actually care for you, you are going into a depressive state. And the last thing you want to do is be so far into depression because of circumstance, whether it's because you've lost a loved one, maybe the marriage is over. Maybe you've uh, your relationship is strange, a strange relationship. Your economy in your livelihood is estranged. You're estranged in your relationships with your children. You have that type of deal. Um, maybe you have a business that folded. Maybe you lost your business. Maybe you've lost your job. Maybe you've now, you know, you're up in age and you're trying to figure out, OK, so now what do I do? Some of these things re, re, uh, lead down to depression and it happens to both men and women. But it happens so much so to men, especially when they get uh, uh, upper in, in upper ages. But what's sad is, is if you've noticed many a times, you've seen a lot of people the age of 18, 19, 20, 21, and they get so far in depression that they lead to what is called suicide. And the last thing any of us wants to do is commit suicide because suicide not only ruins you, you're, you're, you're gone. 
Okay. But understand that suicide also affects anyone attached to you. When you commit suicide or you're thinking about committing suicide, what that does is anyone who loves you and actually cares for you, you've actually affected them as well. Because at the end of the day, it's easy for any one of us to throw in the white flag, to tap out and give up and commit suicide and just, you know, want to call it quits. But the sad part about it is you've affected everyone else. You've affected your children. You've affected your wife or your husband. You've affected your mother and her father, grandparents, cousins, aunts, uncles, and any other families, maybe uh, friends uh, who you've made long time relationships with through the years. It affects every single one of them. No, it's not about them, but it starts with you because what you do both positive and negative uh, affects anyone that's attached to you. So one of the things that I do know is um, it affects a lot of men and many men go through uh, depression and contemplate or actually commit suicide. But it started with something called depression. And if you don't get the help that you need, um, you're going to affect a lot of people in a negative way affect a lot of people, you know, for some people it affect them in a positive way because they'll look at you as an example of what not to do mm-hmm. because they'll realize the repercussions of what you did and how it caused an effect to everyone else attached to you. And you have to be able to get that help. And if you're thinking about trying to get any type of help, if you're dealing with depression or suicide, you need to contact 1-800-273-8255. Again, 1-800-273-8255. If you're dealing with any type of um, depression and possibly thinking about suicide, or maybe you're on the fence, I hope what I'm saying will cause you to think things over, to let you know that you're not, your life is worth it to let you know that this is not your end. It's just a season. Even I sat down plenty of times and you have to find that reason. You have to find that thing that causes you to, to not do what you're thinking about doing, especially when it starts again, starts with depression, which leads you to even thinking about suicide because there's been a time in my life where I've actually had to have a, 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 a very introspective uh, conversation with self and really ask self, what would stop me from doing this? You know what would stop me? The, the first thing that came to mind, how does this affect my children? How does this affect them? Because no matter what um, your children go through, whether they're, they're adult children, young children, teenage children, whatever, anything you do to yourself compounds and affects them on top of any type of things that they already have going on. So if they already have, let's just say, they already have esteem issues, Imagine what you did, what you do and how that's going to affect them. If they already have um, friend issues, if they already have social issues, if they already have um, problems trying to get ahead in life, financial issues. Let's say they already have their own families and they're having family issues. Could you imagine how that affects just again? Let's just talk about the children. Imagine how that would affect them if you decided to commit suicide. You have to find your why or your why not. Why 
do I need to stay here? And you have to do that. Okay. So again, that number is 800-273-8255. This will help you. This will help you. I heard someone once say this and they use this and I'll say it just like they did. And this came from, uh, his name is T.D. Jakes. And one of the things that he has said in dealing with suicide, he painted the picture of a story, which was true, where um, a man had committed suicide. It was an elderly man com- committed suicide. And his son came home. And when his son came home, his son came home to blood on the wall, to, uh, you know, just all the the inner parts of the head, all on the wall, around the sofa, the floor, uh, the ceiling, all the stuff. Because what happened was not only did the man just commit suicide, just commit suicide, he actually shot himself in the head. And that's how he committed suicide. And by him doing that, you know, it affected the young man, the son. And the son was fully grown. So at the funeral, when they had the funeral for the father who had committed suicide, it was said that the young man, the son, throughout the funeral, all he did was scream and holler. And many people would think to themselves, well, why? Why would the son just scream and holler for a father who committed suicide? Because the father, not only did he kill himself, but he also shot the brains out in the son as well. Because what the father did affected the son. And you have to understand that no matter what you do in life, some of the things that you do affect those that love you. So get help with your depression. Get help with your depression. So that way it does not lead you down the road of suicide. I know it's a touchy, touchy so, uh, subject, um, but it has to be said. And uh, it affects many men of all ages, of all colors, of all social and economical differences. It affects all of us. And if you're thinking about or in any stage that I talk about, get the help you need. Okay. All right. Next one, uh, unintentional injuries and accidents. Um, you know, um, it happens. Um, dealing with unintentional injuries or accidents, things happen. Um, and the reason why it's uh, imperative that we deal with it, because as, as you've heard me talk about on something previously, where I just passed out, I didn't fall asleep, I passed out in a car. Yeah, I wasn't in an accident, thank God. Because Lord knows I could have killed somebody. Somebody uh, could have killed me. I could have hurt somebody, could have damaged some property and or myself. And, you know, if you want to, God saw fit to have me on the side of the road facing weeds. But the beauty is I was 15 feet, 15 to 20 feet away from a ditch that was 10 feet deep. And the car stopped prior to that. But the interesting thing is my apparently my foot was still on a brake. The car was still running and it was in drive. And when I opened up my eyes, that's where I was facing the weeds. Um, again, unintentional injuries and accidents. There's been some times, you know, you'll be at work, you'll be doing things. And I, I know one time I 
I tripped over something on the floor. Bam, fell straight on the concrete. Completely unintentional. Um, and then sometimes you have to um, really uh, understand why some of these things happen. Sometimes it happens because of um, we don't, we're not paying attention to our surroundings, our surrounding areas. And sometimes we become careless. Um, you know, not the fact that we're doing something stupid, but because we're so caught up in what we're doing that we don't pay attention to what's going around. You know, for instance, imagine, you know, again, I'll just do this. Imagine, if, you know, I'm talking, but, you know, imagine I'm talking to you, but I'm moving this way, right? I'm moving this way and I'm talking to you. Okay. But I don't see the pallet on the floor. I don't see the bucket on the floor or uh, a wire or a cable that's lifted up on the floor. And I'm talking to you and I'm walking this way. And the next thing you know, I trip and fall over. It was unintentional. It was an accident. But the truth of the matter is it was because of my negligence that caused that. And men, many times we have a, um, an issue to where we have unintentional accidents due to negligence. Um, just, uh, several years ago, um, I remember, um, my children were, uh, well, it's actually been a few years ago, but, um, my older children, I think it's my older children, no, it was my, my middle, my, my youngest daughter. She was in high school and, uh, she had a friend of hers, um, real close friend of hers that, uh, she was real close to in uh, high school. And a friend of hers said that her father passed and nobody could figure out why. I mean, we didn't know why, you know, and by the time we found out why, uh, this father was working on a car, had his jack up in the, up in the uh, under the car and whatever. So he had the car lifted up off the ground. The jack collapsed, car landed on him and it took him out. Why did that happen? Because we were, we were negligent. Many of us sometimes are uh, negligent. Yes, we can, we can say certain things are that, are, that are faulty equipment, uh, uh, malfunctions and things of that sort. But there's some things that we can take care of that we can do better. And one of the things that we know, you know, me also being a mechanic, if you want to, you know, working on cars, I mean, I'm not a ASC certified mechanic, right? But I also know that, you know, sometimes, let's just be honest, the, the truth matters, sometimes we cheat. We do. We do. So for those guys that are listening, I mean, whether you're 18, because I know many people, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a car guy. You know, anybody that knows me, I'm a car guy. I love motorcycles too, but I, okay. So I'm very mechanically inclined. And sometimes when I want to replace a wheel in a car, you know, or whatever it is I'm doing, a brake job, I will take that jack, I'll stick it up under the car, and I'll jack it up, lift it up, you know, take off the lugs, right? Take the wheel off and start the brake job. But what's supposed to happen many times, and sometimes I just don't do it because I, I just feel like sometimes I'm in a rush or I just want to hurt and get it done, or I'm just too lazy to bring them out. The goal is to, you're supposed to lift up the car, Put that side or whatever the case may be on a jack stand and at least use the floor jack as a backup just in case something happens to that uh, jack stand. You're supposed to have a backup. And um, and I believe that's what happened in the case of this gentleman. He jacked the car up, did not put a floor jack, I mean a jack stand under what he was working on. And when the jack collapsed. There was no backup plan. So 
unintentional injuries and accidents, some of them can be completely alleviated and or avoided. If we take more time uh, making sure that number one, we're paying attention, that we're surveying our surroundings and that we have a backup plan, you know, whether you're a person who works in a warehouse, whether you're just a CEO or banker, for instance, if you're working in a corporate building, um, you'll have people who are doing janitorial service and stuff, uh, things that sort of around you in the bathrooms, on the floors and what have you. And they're putting signs out that say, caution, slippery when wet. And you decided, I don't care. And, and you just walk across the floor like it is no big thing. Because to you, who cares if it's slippery? I got this. I'm a man. I got this. Then all of a sudden, you know, when you slip and slide and you fall on the ground and, you know, and you hit that behind down there, then what? Then what? Or have some people have done the falling with a grocery? You know, some people just do it on purpose because they just stupid and they look for anybody because they carry a shovel in their shoe just in case they're running anybody, a little bunny. And they're looking to always look for a lawsuit. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about things that are unintentional due to negligence now. Because in all honesty, you see it all the time in grocery stores where people have not paid attention and they'll slip and fall. You have it in the workplace, slips and falls. That's one of the biggest things that um, that that hurts in the workplace. And the other one is called struck by and against where you're going around something and you don't pay attention to or have what is called a uh, the idea of depth of field where you d- you can't discern. Uh, something sticking out versus something, you know, push back and you think it's further away than it really is. And you get too close to it. And next, thing you know, you're struck by it. It's called struck by and against. And the one thing that happens is when you're not paying attention, it's due to negligence. And men, we have to do better with some of the things that causes us to get injured. And if we are to, um, number one, you have on the right shoes when you're walking in a slippery environment, you know, or whatever the case, you know, if you work in a warehouse environment, certain type of shoes you will staff, even a CEO, there should be certain type of shoes. If you can walk around the area, don't walk right through it. I mean, unless you don't have another choice, if you don't have a choice, but don't walk right through an area that says we just mop the floor, you know, be careful. You know, if you have a choice to go around it and go, then go around it. I mean, if you don't have a choice, then you have to take that extra precaution when walking through that area. If you're walking around any type of equipment, make sure you know uh, and uh, make sure you have enough clearance when walking around it to make sure you're not getting struck by some of these things. If you're in an area to where uh, you're into uh, mechanical, some type of assembly, a mechanic, um, maybe you're a guy like me, content creator, and you're, you're building, you know, a lot of different things, you know, like a lot of the stuff I, you know, built and put together. There's been plenty of times where, um, because of my negligence, you know, uh, I was stapling something and um, I thought I was on the hard surface and I went to staple, you know, and it went through the surface and, you know, hit me in the arm because of my negligence. OK, so we have to be very conscientious in the things that we do on a daily basis to make sure we avoid accidents and injuries that, are, you know, that are uh, completely avoidable. That's why they call them accidents and injuries. You know, it's an accident. We got injured in his accident because again it was an accident we we didn't we didn't prepare for this this is not something we wanted to do but it happened sometimes we caused it by not paying attention 
Okay, uh, man. Um, next topic. Uh, liver disease. Liver disease. You know, and truth of the matter is, it happens to more men than women. Liver disease. And um, a lot of times, uh, a lot of that stuff happens because of um, our alcoholism. Going back to is alcohol friend or foe? Um, in this case, foe. Because um, not only can alcohol cause you to act a fool, it can mess your life up later on. Some, for some people, it happens uh, sooner than later. Um, when you drink too much, and uh, it starts messing up your internal organs and stuff like that. And you can get what is called liver disease and really mess that up. Um, not only that, I've seen uh, uh, liver disease take out many people that way beyond, or should I say, not it, it taking them out before it was their time, taking them out early in their 20s. Really? Wait liver disease in your 20s now sometimes liver disease is not even alcohol abuse okay uh sometimes it it's a cirrhosis you know of the liver you know that's part of liver disease uh there's um viral viral diseases that happens uh in the liver you know hepatitis actually can cause liver disease um there's also duct cancer in that liver, they call that liver disease. And then, of course, um, then there, of course, there's called liver cancer. You know, we already talked about the alcoholic side, but but then there's liver cancer. And it's weird because um, you've always heard about, you know, liver disease, always dealing with alcoholism, but not, you don't hear, you didn't hear it too much um, dealing with cancer. But now in, in this, in the past five years or so, You've heard of a lot of you know people dying of uh, liver uh, cancer or liver disease, and usually they'll say liver disease, and which is really a lot of times behind the scenes, there's some type of cancer involved to it, and it happens. Um, but there's there's plenty of things, guys, guys, that um, we need to understand. You know, this is not the dispensation where uh, many many moons ago. You know, many of you know, you've had um, uh, plenty of generations who have outlasted uh, many, uh, you know, 80, 90, 100 and some odd. And they were in, they had pretty good health for the most part, some of them. But then the food is not what it used to be either. You know, used to have a lot of pure stuff. Now you have all this mixed stuff. You have a whole lot of hybrids and stuff crossbred with this. You have a lot of... um, artificial this artificial that and um so it's a lot of things that we need to be more conscientious about our intake and what we eat what we um drink um to um be more healthy and i think a lot of us sometimes i know there's a lot of people on a lot of health kicks but as far as trying to stay live drink exercise healthy I think some of us men, we actually take a backseat to that sometimes. I think we're healthy for uh, the right reasons when it benefits us. But as far as living a healthy life across the board, I think we can do better. Okay, we can do better. Okay, and I think we need to uh, deal with that. And this takes us right into the next thing, which is diabetes. Man, diabetes is not... um, you don't hear about diabetes 
um, just being for people that are overweight anymore. You know, it used to be, you know, anybody that was diabetic, a lot of them were overweight. Not anymore. Diabetes sometimes is a person that's right in within weight, but it's because of their intake or whatever it is that they, uh, they've been drinking, uh, whatever it is that they've been eating. Um, sometimes it's hereditary, um, but uh, we can do better in, in that area. And the thing about it is the last thing you want is to be diabetic because that affects you later. That affects you in your, your daily walk. It affects you in your, your daily talk, the things you do on the daily. It affects um, how, you know, your social, uh, your network as far as that goes. And, you know, when you're trying to um, be sociable, you know, outside of, you know, your house, outside of your home, outside of uh, the business, it, it affects you because now there are certain, you know, medicines and different things you have to take and, and you're, you're strapped to this thing and that thing. And it affects you and you have to figure out how to work your life around something that you could have possibly avoided many, many moons ago. If you would have just to change your your diet, change your eating habits, change your drinking habits, the different things that you you eat or drink and or being more physically active, um, being more physically fit, going to the gym more, going running, treadmill, push ups, um, more walking, you know, um, doing stairs, you know, things of that sort. And a lot of that stuff, when, when we do not take care of our bodies like we should, we're hurting ourselves. I mean, men, we are hurting ourselves. I know. Yeah. I got big muscles and such, such, and I can do this and that. And guess what? Again, you're not Superman. And if you don't take care of yourself, yeah, you, you can look great as you want to on the outside, but then you can mess up yourself on the inside by not doing the right things. And, and diabetes is something that um, can lead to, uh, what is it called, nerve and kidney damage. Man, uh-huh, yeah. So um, if you want to know more about that in diabetes, maybe uh, you have an onset, uh, maybe you've been told that, hey, if you don't take care of that, you're going to become a diabetic. Um, you need to take care of that expeditiously yeah that's a long word expeditiously okay you which is quick fast and in a hurry don't let it linger don't say well maybe next week maybe two new weeks from now maybe a year from now maybe you'll be saying to yourself oh i got plenty of time tomorrow's not promise <laughs> no what you know uh why would you you know put off today you know you know put you know what off tomorrow excuse me what you can do today i mean just try it Okay, just start going through some things. Uh, change your, your eating habit. Maybe too much sugars and things of that sort, okay? Um, that's, that's not an area you want to go down, especially, especially now that you have time to control it. Do it now. Okay. All right, let's get into our next one. Uh, influenza and pneumonia. You know, it's amazing because you've heard, you've heard influenza, that was usually something that was like some type of disease, some type of illness or whatever the case may be that usually came from somewhere else. A uh, bunch of other countries, you know, or whatever, you know, people that have been down in, you know, uh, Guatemala or whatever it came and came back with some bacteria, came back with something or, you know, whatever that is. But they they always seem it seems as though they, it was brought in, but not in this day and time. There's a lot of things that are happening right here at home that we um, 
can do better at. We we need to take it again. It goes back to uh, number one, taking care of yourself, taking care of uh, different things because influenza and the next one was pneumonia. Um, there's a lot of things that we can do better because what happens is if you if you get sick and you're not taking all the right things and let's just say you're sick, but then oh I'm a, I'm just gonna go to work anyway. I'm just gonna do this. I'm not gonna get enough sleep. I'm not gonna rest. I'm not gonna. Uh, have the soups that I should. I'm not going to take this type of medication and this and that and the other because I can beat this on my own. No big deal. Well, guess what? There's a thing that um, I know some people know about, but then some people don't. And that is in the case of pneumonia, you can have and get what is called walking pneumonia, meaning you have pneumonia and you know nothing about it because you're going through life. You're just going through life, not knowing that you have walking pneumonia. And at any given time, you can be taken out like that. And if you don't take care of yourself because you're sick and you think that you got it all under control, because, again, you think, hey, I'm unbeatable. I got this. I can handle it. And you don't get it taken care of. You don't seek the proper treatment. You don't uh, get tested you don't go through the uh, right protocols and things of that sort, you can have this and never know it. And then and nothing flat be taken out. All right. So um, get through that. Another one, skin cancer, skin cancer, skin cancer affects more men than women, period. End of discussion. I went research and really start looking through that. And I didn't realize I thought it was like a 50 50 deal, you know, affects men and women. Mm-mm. It affects two thirds more men than women. I was like, what? That is crazy. Don't know why that is. Maybe if 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 you are in the sun quite a bit and you're dealing with a lot of things, number one, you have to have uh, the right covering on your skin. If you're not even using the right SPF and stuff like that, especially when you're in the sun all the time. There's nothing wrong with, you know, getting some sun for your skin. Maybe you're out there tanning and what have you. But you have to have and use the right SPF on your skin. It's very imperative that you block out some of those UV rays that can cause skin cancer. It's very imperative that you do that. And if you decide not to do that because, again, you think you're unbeatable, you got it. Skin cancer is not a beautiful thing. And when you develop that, it is virtually impossible to get rid of it. I had a buddy friend of mine. Uh, he, uh, we, were, we were close to a point, but I mean, we weren't like, you know, real, real close. But uh, I was a guy, uh, real cool dude um, in high school, um, developed skin cancer. Uh, about about a, I think it was about a year or two out of high school and died six months later. He didn't even make it to be 20, uh, 21 years old because of skin cancer. And uh, one of the things was um, he was in the sun. He was a a um, very active, uh, was always at the beach. Nothing wrong with it, but he didn't protect himself. He didn't use the right uh, uh, type of uh, covering for his skin that he should have at all. And um, he wasn't using it, period, really. Uh, come to find out, but it hurt him, you know, uh, he developed skin cancer and, um, six months later, that was it. Okay. So 
skin cancer is not just for someone up in age in their 60s and 70s. Again, as I stated, this gentleman was taken out before you was the age of 21. So skin cancer affects all men, not some, not just a certain age group. Cancer in general affects all of us. Okay. All of us. So any one of us can get it, especially dealing with, uh, since we're talking on this topic of skin cancer, um, you must use and protect yourself at all times. Okay. Um, okay. In this last portion, I will say this, become somebody who is proactive. Um, in the, in all the different things that we've just talked about, if you're not proactive in, uh, what you have going on in your life, if you're not looking into things and, uh, saying to yourself that, Hey, um, you know, I can be better at this. Hey, I can make it. Um, Hey, I need to go see this doctor. Hey, I can eat better. I can exercise more. You're not becoming proactive. The last thing you want to do is be reactive. You know, people who are reactive, they react to everything that's happening to them. You know, I I remember in business, I used to have a uh, manager who was over over me and he was said, you know, we we need to react faster to that. We need to react better uh, to this, that and the other. And I said, you know what? If you're if you're a better planner, if you become proactive in planning better, you plan for the negative. You plan for that possibility of it going backwards. You plan for the possibility of um, not making a timeline. You plan for the possibility of this, that and the other, because we all know. So if you fail to plan, it's a plan to fail. And when you plan, when you don't plan at all, you become a reactive person because now you are um, trying to figure out how do I do this now? Uh, Where do I go from here now? Now, what do I do now? Such, such. And you're going through life in every aspect of your life being reactive. You're reactive to finances. You're reactive to housing. You're reactive to credit. You're reactive to health. All because you weren't proactive on the front side. Now, mind you, some of the best planners have to be reactive because um, they plan for everything. But then when you plan for a lot of stuff, when there are certain things that are outside of your planning, you, you did everything you possibly could. I'm not talking about people who've done everything you possibly could, but there are some po- folk that do everything they possibly can to plan for good things to happen with their health, their finances, their credit, their family, whatever that is. And then life has a way of um, messing, messing you up so bad to where it's no matter what you planned, it's just, it's just a bad deal. I got it. I'm talking about those who don't even plan, don't even try. But then when life happens to you, all of a sudden, oh, now I need somebody to pray for me. Now I need somebody to help will me from here to here. Now I need somebody to, you know, do this. Now, where now where do I go? Now, oh, I, I got to uh, hit every appointment now all of a sudden. Now I got to change my eating habits. Now I got to change my drinking habits. Now I got to change and, and be healthy and exercise more. All because you chose not to exercise more in the first place. When in actuality, if you would decide to be uh, proactive in everything that you did, you would have been a lot better off. Be proactive. 
Don't think that you can handle everything by yourself. Don't think that you, you can just do whatever you want to and everything's going to be okay. Because it won't. Hope you enjoyed the broadcast. I'm Sean, your host. Stay tuned for another edition of I'm Dealing With. As always, stay blessed. <laughs>